Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast where we remember and celebrate all things and everything classic TV. Today we're going to take a look at the Brady Bunch. Not the entire series, but an aspect within the Brady Bunch. We're going to take a look at the addition of Cousin Oliver to the show in the fifth season. Because people have been giving the character of Cousin Oliver a bad rap for decades now. There are people who actually, viewers of the show, who actually hate Cousin Oliver, who was portrayed by Robbie Rist. And honestly, I've always, even as a kid myself, when I discovered the Brady Bunch, because the Brady Bunch during its original run never was a big hit. A lot of people don't realize this. I was surprised to find it out two years ago, but the show never even cracked the top 30 during its five season run over on ABC. The Brady Bunch became a really big hit when it hit syndication in 1975. It entered syndication in September of 1975, and that is when it took off and became the big, big hit that we all know and, you know, know and are familiar with and love today. Episodes have been shown on a daily basis around the world ever since that time. But uh, we just want to take a look and see, did Cousin Oliver really kill the Brady Bunch? Or has he been getting a bad rap for all of these years? So we took a deep dive into the whole situation. And we're going to bring that deep dive to you all right now. Now, the Brady Bunch made its debut on ABC on September the 26th, 1969. It ran for five seasons, 117 episodes, ending on March the 8th, 1974. We all know the premise very well. You've got uh, a widow and her three daughters, a widower and his three boys, and their housekeeper, and they all, you know, Mike and Carol, the mom and dad get married, and of course, everyone moves in together, and there you go. You've got the Brady Bunch. The interesting thing is that in the very first season, you really could tell that this was a blended family. And they got the idea from the Brady Bunch. The producers did. This is another Sherwood Schwartz series. Who you know, He's also was the one who created Gilligan's Island. They got the idea. He and I believe his son Lloyd. Because uh, Lloyd was a part of the show as well. I don't know if Lloyd was actually involved in the inception of the show or not. But Sherwood got the idea. I think he was, you know, the one who came up with the idea on his own. And Lloyd became involved in it later, I think. Don't quote me on that, though. But uh, there were two really popular films released in 1968 about blended families. One, Yours, Mine, and Ours, which starred Henry Fonda and Lucille Ball. The other was called With Six You Get Egg Roll, which starred Brian Keith and Doris Day. Both were big hits, and again, they're both about blended families. And so Sherwood thought that having a TV show about a blended family would be a great idea. So the the Brady Bunch, they filmed the pilot in 1968, and then it was kind of put on the shelf. And then it was uh, became a weekly series over on ABC in the fall of 1969. It joined the lineup along with shows like Bewitched and Marcus Welby and Mod Squad. And of course, as I said, it ran for five seasons. Now, as the second season took off, as you know, the Brady Bunch, the blended family element was pretty much wiped out. I mean, you honestly had to remind yourself that 
this was a blended family because all the aspects of that were missing by season two. And of course, Robert Reed portrayed Mike Brady not happy at all about anything regarding the Brady Bunch. He loved his TV family. He loved the kids in particular. They were very, very close. He and those kids had a relationship that was very, very loving and very, very affectionate. And he was very paternal toward them. Of course, this isn't for an episode at another time about Robert Reed and his very cantankerous, tempestuous relationship with the Brady Bunch. But today we're going to take a look again at Cousin Oliver because, I mean, even when I was a kid watching the Brady Bunch after school every day, and I discovered the Brady Bunch probably around 1978, I think, when I was like in second grade. I was coming after school every day, and of course I fell in love with it, and you know, I still like it now, don't watch it a whole lot. Uh, I think it still comes on MeTV on, I believe, Sunday mornings or early afternoons. But, uh, you know, I still enjoy a good Brady Bunch episode from time to time. It's still fun to watch, you know. That's a timeless TV show. But um, by the 1973-1974 season, the Brady Bunch was definitely floundering in the ratings. As I said, it was never a big hit during its original run. It was always one of those shows where the cast wondered would they be back for another season? Would they be renewed? So it was never a big hit. As I said, it was never in the top 30. But by 1973-74, again, the show was struggling in the ratings. It actually finished that season in the number 54 spot in the Nielsen ratings. So the producers decided that they would bring on a younger kid because, as you know, Bobby and Cindy, portrayed by Mike Lickenland and Susan Olson, they were getting older. And the storylines for them were beginning to change. And so they wanted to keep that cute little kitty element around, so they decided to bring in Cousin Oliver. Well, who was Cousin Oliver anyway? When we did the research for this episode, we found out exactly how Cousin Oliver was related to the Bradys. Now, we knew that he was Carol's nephew. But we found out when doing research for the for this episode that Cousin Oliver was the son of Carol's brother, Jack, and his wife, Pauline. Now, that we never knew. I don't remember if they ever mentioned anything about Jack and Pauline in the series or in Cousin Oliver's first episode or not. I We don't remember. But we were very surprised to find out about Carol's brother, Jack, and his wife, Pauline. So when they had to go out of town, they had to go, I think, leave the country or certainly go to somewhere out of town. They had to do an, uh, go on an archaeological dig. They couldn't take Oliver with them. So they sent him to live with the Bradys and he moved in with them. Cousin Oliver made his debut in the, ele- the in the 111th episode of the Brady Bunch titled Welcome Aboard, which originally aired on January the 25th, 1974. And of course, as we all remember, Cousin Oliver shows up and he's just a hot mess. I mean, he's not fitting in very well. He's causing all kinds, all kinds of mishaps and accidents. The kids do not like him. They wish he'd go away. They think he's a jinx, except for, of course, Greg and Marsha, who defended Oliver. But the other kids don't like him. Mike has to get on their case about their attitude in regard to Oliver. He's a member of the family, and they didn't, you know, don't treat him that way, and he's not a jinx. 
And so then, of course, they end up going to this movie studio for a tour. And they have the big pie fight. And, of course, Oliver is welcomed into the family. And everything is fine from then going forward. Cousin Oliver, of course, was in the last six episodes of the final season of the show. Which, honestly you think about it he's only he was only in six, six episodes how could he kill a weekly series that had been on for five seasons in only six episodes that meant that he had to have had a lot of impact to be able to do that but actually we found out doing the research for this episode that uh abc had decided to cancel the brady bunch before cousin oliver made his debut before he even joined the show, ABC was going to cancel it at the end of the 1973-1974 season. Now, here's something I want to mention about, as I said, Bobby and Cindy were getting older. Cindy Brady, portrayed by Susan Olsen, really was sick of wearing the braids. If you remember in season four, she began to wear these braids. And she was so sick of the braids. She really wanted to change her hair. The producers didn't want her to. They wanted to just leave her in those braids. But I think her parents got involved in it, I believe, and went to the producers and, you know, backed her up. And as you recall, in season five, Cindy began to wear a more mature hairstyle. She was wearing the curls, but she was wearing it, was, she was wearing it down, wearing it loose, but pulled back. And it was a much more mature hairstyle for her. She began to wear rings on her fingers and she began to definitely look like a young teenage or preteen girl. Now, on a personal note, I can totally relate to this because when I was that age, when I was 12, I too was wearing braids still. Thankfully, I was not bullied about it, wasn't bullied for it, but some of the girls at school did laugh about it, you know, in, in a joking way about the braids, and, and I, I was tired of the braids. I felt very self-conscious. I was in seventh grade, and I was tired of wearing braids to school, so I went to my mom one day, and I was like, Mom, I've got to have a more mature hairstyle. I am in seventh grade now. I'm in middle school. I'm 12 years old. I cannot continue to wear these braids. This is embarrassing. So, long story short, a short time afterwards, after I addressed this with her, I got a brand new hairstyle. I began to wear a ponytail with bangs every day. And I will never forget the Monday morning when I debuted my new hairstyle at school. I was the most popular girl in school. I had kids that never even said a word to me before, compliment me on my hair. All of my girlfriends loved it. All of my buddies' friends, they were crazy about it. And like I said, people who never had spoken to me were complimenting my hair. Teachers were complimenting my hair. It was great. So yeah, I could totally understand where Susan was coming from. And so yeah, as I was saying, because of that and the fact that she wanted to be seen in a more mature light and not be cute little Cindy that she had been before, well, they decided to bring in Cousin Oliver to keep that little kitty appeal on board within the show. And TV shows have done this before. I mean, the Partridge family did it. Family did it. The Cosby show did it. Different strokes did it. So it's been something that has been going on on TV for a while. It's called the Cousin Oliver Syndrome. We're adding a younger child to a TV show um, when the ratings are not doing that great. They add in a younger child to improve declining ratings. 
But even when a show's ratings are not declining, they've still done this. Because with the Cosby show, they were still a top 10 show when Olivia came on board in the fall of 1989. They were still in the top 10, right behind Roseanne. And they decided again, because Rudy was getting older, Rudy had started her period. She was, you know, getting interested in boys. She was getting older. The storylines again were changing for her. And they decided to bring in Olivia. Denise goes off and gets married to Martin. Martin has a little girl from his first marriage named Olivia, portrayed by Raven Simone. And they bring her to the show in the fall of 1989. She's on the show for the remaining three years. And in this case, as, as I said, the ratings were not declining. They were not an issue. So even if the ratings were not declining, they still would bring in these cute little kids. You know, that's just something that they've been doing on TV for years. But now, exactly what did Cousin Oliver's impact do to the Brady Bunch? Because if you look at the 1972-73 season, the Brady Bunch finished at number 45 in the Nielsen ratings. For the 1973-74 season, it finished at number 54 in the Nielsen ratings. So did Cousin Oliver really, was he really responsible for the end of the Brady Bunch? No, he was not the one who killed the Brady Bunch. Because as I said, uh, ABC had decided to cancel the series before he even showed up. They were going to cancel it and the Partridge family. The two came on back to back on Friday nights and they decided that it was time for both of them to go ahead and be just, you know, come to an end. So this had nothing to do with Cousin Oliver. He, had he never shown up, they were still going to end the Brady Bunch. So did Cousin Oliver kill the Brady Bunch? No, he did not. Who did kill the Brady Bunch? Fred Sanford. Because Sanford and Son was a smash hit over on NBC. Sanford and Son and the Brady Bunch aired opposite one another. The Brady Bunch was on ABC, of course. Sanford and Son was over on NBC. Sanford and Son made its debut in January of 1972. It was a mid-season, uh, mid, had a mid-season debut. And it was a hit right from the very beginning. By the second season, it was the second highest rated TV show in the country, right behind All in the Family. And for the 1973-74 season, it was the third highest rated show on television, right behind the Waltons and just ahead of MASH. So it was Sanford and Son that killed the Brady Bunch, not Cousin Oliver. So that is something that can finally be put to rest. Although I know that people are going to still be saying that he's the one who killed the show. It is has definitely been proven that that is inaccurate. TV Land, as a matter of fact, no, not TV Land, MeTV has an article on its website about Cousin Oliver, about is Cousin Oliver getting a bad rap? Has he been false? He accused all these years for killing the Brady Bunch. And basically, we took some of our research from that article and they're saying Basically, no, Cousin Oliver had nothing to do with the end of the show. It was going to end anyway. Had he never shown up, had Pauline and Jack never gone for their dig and sent Oliver to live with their aunt, live with the Bradys, with his Aunt Carol, the show was still going to come to an end. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I never had an issue with Cousin Oliver. I mean, honestly, and this is something that the uh, MeTV article pointed out. It was not the character. It was the writing. They didn't really know how to write for Cousin Oliver. I mean, they just kind of had him there, basically tagging along after Bobby and Cindy all the time. But they didn't really give him a personality of his own. They didn't really develop or shape or mold the character. They just threw him into the mix, but they didn't do anything with him. The 
thing about the kids on the Brady Bunch, they all had their own unique characteristics and personality. All six of them did. But they did not give that same attribute to Cousin Oliver. So that is why a lot of people find him unlikable. People have thought that he's the one who killed the show. That definitely does. I agree with the article. It does fall on the writers. They definitely failed in that regard. And here's a funny thing about Cousin Oliver. Now, there have been Brady Bunch reunions down through the years. Never has Cousin Oliver been mentioned not one time, which is pretty unrealistic to me because this boy lived with them for a while and he never he's never come up never I mean even when because they've also done uh you know like movies about behind the scenes of the Brady Bunch they've done a couple they did, they did one from Barry Williams book growing up Brady they did another one over on Fox and they showed the last episode when it was taped, Robert Reed was not in it. He refused to be in it. And of course, that's for another episode for another day, looking at Robert Reed and and and, and how, how everything went down with him behind the scenes. But even when they showed the last episode of the Brady Bunch being taped, they did not show Cousin Oliver. They did not show Robbie Wrist. So, I mean, this is disrespectful in my humble opinion. It's unrealistic. You're rewriting history and you're disrespecting the actor. Not just the character, but you're disrespecting Robbie Wrist at this point. So, yeah, I agree with MeTV's article. And, of course, with all the other research that we've done, Cousin Oliver definitely has been getting a bad rap for almost 50 years. Again, don't think that's going to necessarily change because people are stuck with their opinions and they're stuck in their ways and they're stuck with their, you know, mindsets. But it's good to put the truth out there. And that's what we wanted to do with this episode. We wanted to research it first and then put the truth out there once we found out what the truth is. Now, after the Brady Bunch ended in 1974, Robbie Riss did keep acting. He stayed very active for a while. He appeared um, in Lucas Tanner. He was also on the short-lived TV show Grady. He was also um, on an episode of What's Happening, you know, the one where Dee was going to be the Burger Queen. He was in that. He was also in The Bionic Woman, Chips, Trapper John M.D., and most notably probably was the Mary Tyler Moore Show. He portrayed Ted and Georgette's adopted son, David. They adopted David during the 1975-76 season. He appeared in like three episodes of the show. He was in the last episode when the show ended in 1977. So, yeah, he did stay active as an actor for a while. But after that ended, he also ventured off into voiceover work. He was the voice of Michelangelo. In the cartoon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Michelangelo, always my favorite. The guy was obsessed with pizza. You know, loved Michelangelo. Didn't know that uh, Robbie Rist did his voice at one point. But he also, in addition to that, he was also uh, the voice of Stuffy in Doc McStuffins, that cartoon. He also became a musician and a producer. He produced, uh, you know, he was a musician in the band Wonder Boy and also the Andersons and also Nice Guy Eddie. And he also was, uh, has been a producer in the music industry as well. Robbie Rist is 59 years old now. 
And he's still very active within the musical industry. He's still producing and he's still performing. And I, I believe he's also a guitarist. So he's still out there, very active. And on a positive note, he does stay in touch with his Brady Bunch co-stars. Um, he hasn't lost, t- lost touch with any of the other Brady kids, but he's particularly very close to Susan Olson. Susan Olson, one thing I like about her, anyone who was a part of the Brady Bunch, she remains in contact with. She's close to everyone. If you were involved in the Brady Bunch history in any way, Susan Olson's going to include you in her circle, which I find that very admirable. She and Robbie Rist, very close friends. He's also very close friends to, and I always mispronounce her last name, the girl who portrayed Jan in the Brady Bunch Variety Hour, the girl who's known as quote-unquote fake Jan. Jerry, I cannot remember how her last name is pronounced, and I don't want to bungle it. But they, too, are very good friends. By the way, Jerry is a Facebook friend of mine, as is Susan Olson. Jerry, very sweet lady. And she and Robbie Riss, too, are very, very close. So I'm very glad to know that he is still in touch with and close to the Brady Bunch cast members, the Brady Bunch brothers and sisters, as well as, quote, unquote, fake Jan. And he has very fond memories of his time on the show. He has no regrets about joining the show, no complaints about it. He's very proud of his part within the Brady Bunch legacy. So good for him. Glad that he's out there still doing his thing, living his life, and he has no regrets about being Cousin Oliver. And I am so glad we got to get to the bottom of the bottom of it all and find out exactly what did happen to the Brady Bunch and why it ended in 1974. Could it have lasted another season or two? Probably. Yeah, it probably could have lasted at least one more season. Would have been nice to have seen how it would have been with Greg gone off to college and then you just have uh, five of the siblings at home. That would have been interesting to see, absolutely. But unfortunately, we didn't get to see that. But again, the Brady Bunch is available in its entirety. The whole series is available on DVD, and I'm also pretty sure it's available on Blu-ray. Again, MeTV brings it. If I'm not mistaken, they still bring it on Sundays. Um, They still do that Brady brunch that they have been doing for the past few years. If I'm not mistaken, I don't really get to watch um, TV very much on Sundays due to work. And I also... um, believe that uh you can also get there are so many books that you can get about the brady bunch i mean barry williams as i said wrote one there's so many books out there you can get a lot of memorabilia about the show um you know the brady bunch has a huge legacy still after all of these years it has an enormous legacy and uh it's still a lot of fun to watch and you know the, the episodes i've seen them all we've both seen them all very memorable we all have our favorites we all have our, have our favorite brady sibling i mean it's just still something that's just a very very significant part of the tv landscape uh, and within tv history but as i said yes yeah, sundays just i don't get to really see it very much because of church and work so i tend to miss the brady brunch so i'm not even sure that they're, that they're still doing that but i think that they are they would show like four episodes back to back on sundays on me tv uh i again i think they're still doing that but again don't quote me hopefully they are though 
But um, yes, the Brady Bunch, again, a lot of fun and, you know, one of the most beloved TV shows of all time. One that most of us grew up with after school, watching after school every day. Of course, many grew up with it during its original run on ABC. Uh, there also were the Brady Bunch, uh, there's a Brady Bunch cartoon at the time. There also were a couple of Brady Bunch albums because they tried to be like the Partridge family and get off into music. They were on tour, they went for the Jackson 5. So there is so much to discover about the Brady Bunch. And um, so just go to YouTube. There are all kinds of videos and documentaries about the show. Uh, Go to eBay, lots of memorabilia. And uh, I used to have the Brady Bunch paper dolls when I was a kid. When I was like, I think I discovered the Brady Bunch. I must have been younger than, I think I discovered the Brady Bunch when I was like four years old. I thought that I was in second grade, but no, I just, thought just here right now I have these paper dolls that I got my mom bought for me around 1975 the funny thing about the paper dolls was they weren't complete you had Mike and Carol you had all three girls Marsha, Jane and Cindy and you had Greg but you did not have paper dolls for Peter or Bobby or Alice I didn't understand that then I still don't understand it but if you go to eBay, I'm sure you can find those paper dolls for sale. I loved to play with them. I always did love paper dolls as a kid. And I loved my Brady Bunch paper dolls. So yeah, I discovered the Brady Bunch probably when it first entered syndication in 1975. But I think I got even deeper into it by watching after school every day beginning in second grade. But uh, yes, we look forward to bringing this episode to you. We talked about what we should do next and we... Cousin Oliver just popped up into our heads. Not really sure why, but we're glad that Cousin Oliver did come to our thoughts, to the forefront of our thinkings. We could do this episode. And we're so glad we we're able to bring it to you today. Now, next week's, next week's episode, not sure what it's going to be about. Again, we've got some ideas floating around. So we will just kind of surprise you when we come back next week with a brand new episode. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Two Sisters in TV as we took a deep dive into Cousin Oliver and the real truth in regard to he and the Brady Bunch. Thank you, of course, for listening, following us. Thank you for checking out the YouTube channel and for following us over on social media. Above all, thank you for your time as always. Again, we'll be back with a brand new episode next week and we'll see you on that next episode. And uh, when it drops... We look forward to you joining us for that brand new episode and we will see you all then.